Ho, 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 heathens! <laughs> Hi, honey. Hi. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, it's getting closer to Christmas. I know. I've been seeing things that are none of my business come in. What? Yeah. You you get coal. I get coal? Coal. Why? I've I, been good this year. Okay, you might get presents. I might? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> un- until I do get presents, we're still going to be going through the Bible. Are you ready to learn more Bible shit today? I mean, are you? Are you? <laughs> what? I already know all the Bible shit. Okay. All right. You were uh, okay. I'm, I'm ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. So last time, God detailed his psychopathic plan to destroy Israel and Judah. Uh, now Jerry has been tapping his foot, waiting for God to do shit. Because God's very slow. He's got a very slow timetable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone is bitching at Jerry, and Jerry is a bit tired of it. God says, don't worry, Bay. <laughs> I got you, Bay. I got you, Bay. <laughs> uh, more people are going to be enslaved because of their sins, obviously, because that's what happens when you piss God off. Uh, Jerry asked to speak to the manager and bitches God out. Jerry continues to bitch and moan about how hard his life is. It usually doesn't go well with God. No. Jerry calls God a fucking liar. Uh, that pissed God off, so he demanded that Jerry apologize. God says that uh, Jerry can't get married now. Jerry uh, can't cry when people die. Jerry can't feast with the people. Basically, he's looking to separate Jerry from the everybody, which is kind of cult-like, but we won't go into that. Um uh, God repeats his message for Jerry because apparently Jerry has a hearing problem. That dumb fuck. Now, God is going to send some uh, beast masters to fuck up Israel and Judah. I know beast masters from like Far Cry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to control bears and lions and shit. Mm-hmm. And tadpoles or fish. Probably fish. Basically Aquaman. Is um, who we send in. Oh, so we went from, <laughs> we went from tadpoles to Aquaman. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jerry uh, obeys like a good little piece of shit. Is what I have written down. What? Yeah. That's kind of okay. rude, John. <laughs> God then explains that he shouldn't trust other people because only God really knows you, Bay. Jerry then begs God to just end it all. The end of today's Bible study. All right. Yeah. Good shit, huh? <laughs> Good. I guess dear, it depends on how God, you define it. Please just just end it all. I'm tired. <laughs> What's up, heathens? How, How y'all, y'all doing? doing? So, um, we had a discussion in the intro there, and mm-hmm. apparently I didn't get everything right. So, we're just going to cover some tidbits. 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 Okay. All right. Um, we're starting out in the middle of Jeremiah 15 today, and we're going to go to the middle of Jeremiah 17. Mm-hmm. Um, but last time, we ended off talking about how... Um, 
God is not going to be compassionate of, of the people. And even though they ask and Jeremiah prayed for them, even though God told him not to pray for them because he's not going to have any mercy. Um, he reiterates that that is the case. Um, and so we're going to pick back up and, Je- and Jeremiah is really feeling a lot of pressure at this time. He, he feels like God is being kind of cruel. Um, he sees people who, some people who, you know, want forgiveness for their actions. And he's just, he's really questioning a lot of the message that he's conveying to the people. Right. Right. All right. So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. We're starting Jeremiah 15, 10. Alas, my mother that you gave me birth, a man with whom the whole land strives and contends. I have neither lent nor borrowed yet. Everyone curses me. The Lord said, surely I will deliver you for a good purpose. Surely I will make your enemies plead with you in times of disaster and times of distress. So God is trying to reassure Jeremiah at this point that, you know, it's going to be fine. I will deliver you, you know, because it's, it's really hard at this time in Judah. The people are seeing a lot of peace and a lot of prosperity. Mm-hmm. They look around themselves and, you know, in their society and they don't see anything that indicates that what Jeremiah says is going to come to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't believe him. And See, I feel like this part emboldens those people that like to stand on the street corners and yell about the end being near. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what that's kind of what Jeremiah is like. Everything uh-huh. is going fine. Nobody sees any problems. And and the other prophets, right, the false prophets, they are saying something completely different from what Jeremiah is saying. So this is. Jeremiah is having a tough time right now and the people don't believe him. Um, So God specifies the disaster a little bit. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Can a man break iron, iron from the North or bronze, your wealth and your treasures. I will give us plunder without charge because of all your sins throughout your country. I will enslave you to your enemies in a land you do not know for my anger will kindle a fire that will burn against you. So God specifies that the people, their enemies, well, it, it will be their enemies, but also allies we've heard in, pa- in mm-hmm. the past. Um, they will be enslaved to people from the north. Just fucking everybody from the north. The it doesn't people matter. People from the north. Um, and that all the stuff they look around and see, all their wealth and treasures, all their prosperity, that's, that's going to be taken from them. Right? Yeah. And so Jeremiah hears this and he, he kind of complains to God. He says, Lord, you understand, remember and care for me. Avenge me on my persecutors. You are long suffering. Do not take me away. Think of how I suffer reproach for your sake. When your words came in, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight for I bear your name, Lord God almighty. I never sat in the company of revelers, never made merry with them. I sat alone because your hand was on me, and you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unending and my wounds grievous and incurable? You are to me like a deceptive book, like a spring that fails. 
Ooh, that's some massive shit talking from Jerry there. Yeah, he tells God that he feels deceived by him because he does what God says and he suffers so much because he's persecuted and people hate him and they treat him badly. And yet Jeremiah still does all the things God tells him to do. And he feels betrayed by God. Yeah, I feel like this happened once before with uh, a bunch of prophets. So basically God conspired with, I think it's essentially Satan is how they interpret it. But he conspired with him, had had Satan like feed all of these prophets false prophecies Mm -hmm. and had one guy that was telling like a true prophecy from God. But it was completely opposite of what the other prophets were, were saying. And so, and and that guy, he got like thrown in jail. I don't know if this is like triggering any kind of member memories for you. I can't remember the like exact verses or anything like that, but I know that that happened. And it's the same situation here, except God isn't feeding false prophecies to these prophets, or at least he's not admitting it. So I can understand Jerry being like, "You lying motherfucker." <laughs> well, so he God does this a lot in the Bible, tests people. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's not shocking that he would be essentially putting Jeremiah through suffering mm-hmm. um, to test him. That's not what it says specifically here. Like, it doesn't say that God is testing Jeremiah, but Jeremiah is certainly being tested. I mean, yeah, I would. If this is not a test, uh, God is really hiding it really well. Well, so we're going to continue with God's response to Jeremiah. Are you ready? All right. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. If you repent, you talking, he's talking to Jeremiah. I will restore you that you may serve me. If you utter worthy, not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. Let this people turn to you, but you must not turn to them. I will make you a wall to this people, a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you to rescue and save you, declares the Lord. I will save you from the hands of the wicked and deliver you from the grasp of the cruel. So he tries to give Jeremiah some words of encouragement. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he's like, you best repent. And if you do, I'll still let you serve me. (laughs) (laughs) But he does tell him you you have to utter worthy words and and reiterates to him that he he doesn't want him to be part of the people right he wants him to be separate from them a wall he wants him to be different and not like them right Mm. so he doesn't he doesn't want jeremiah to be with the people and he (sighs) He goes even further in Jeremiah chapter 16, which we're getting ready to move into. Are you are you ready to do that? Oh, yeah. I was going to say the uh, part that I was referencing a minute ago mm-hmm. was uh, 1 Kings 22. Okay. And that one, it has a spirit coming forward, which would be interpreted as Satan, I think, maybe. Uh, but anyways, um, the, the Lord needed a spirit to come forward and entice like a king to go a different path or something like that. And the, the spirit was like, I will go out and be a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. 
but yeah. So the, if you if you want to go back and read that, it's uh, one Kings twenty two. It's just really interesting to me how they're false prophets, yet they're they were set up by God. Yeah. To like they were fed that mm-hmm. by God's by a, a spirit that God sent to them to say it. So were they really false? Like. It's just it's very it's very bizarre. I don't know how one at this time would be able to tell who was a false prophet and who wasn't. You right. know what I mean? Like it's just it's very strange. I I have no idea how one would tell the difference. Yeah, I I don't I don't know either. Yeah. Um it um, my guess is if it's bad shit, that's the one you need to listen to. Well, sure. <laughs> For sure. But I mean, we know that in hindsight. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready to move into Jeremiah chapter 16? Definitely. So this is going to get pretty heavy for Jeremiah. Oh, shit. Then the word of the Lord came to me. It's Jeremiah talking. And uh, this is what God said to him. Uh You must not marry and have sons or daughters in this place. For this is what the Lord says about the sons and daughters born of this land and about the women who are their mothers and the men who are their fathers. They will die of deadly diseases. They will not be mourned or buried, but will be like dung lying on the ground. They will perish by sword and famine and their dead bodies will become food for the birds and the wild animals. So he's not allowed to marry. Yeah. And then God says... Animals are going to eat their bodies. Yeah, they're going to die. But there's more. Oh, okay. For this is what the Lord says. Do not enter a house where there is a funeral meal. Do not go to mourn or show sympathy because I have withdrawn my blessing, my love, and my pity from this people, declares the Lord. Both high and low will die in this land. They will not be buried or mourned, and no one will cut themselves or shave their head for the dead. No one will offer food to comfort those who mourn for the dead, not even for a father or a mother, nor will anyone give them drink to console them. Mm. And so, but wait, there's There's more. more. (laughs) So it's kind of weird because this kind of continues quickly, but I'll I'll pause for a second. So he's also not allowed. He's not allowed to marry or have children. Mm -hmm. He's not allowed to mourn for people who die. With, I mean, he could probably mourn in person, like by personally by himself about mm-hmm. it. Um, but he's not allowed to mourn with the people. Right. Again, another way to separate him from them. Right. Um, Just like good colds do. <laughs> and do not enter a house where there is feasting and sit down to eat and drink. For this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Before your eyes and in your days, I will bring an end to the sounds of joy and gladness and to the voices of the bride and bridegroom in this place. So he tells Jeremiah, also, you're not allowed to eat and feast and have anything joyous with these people. And I, I'm not sure if God is doing that to purposefully isolate Jeremiah and like put him on this different like playing field, or if it's to protect him a little, maybe I'm not sure because he says, you know, before your eyes and in your days, I will bring an end to the sounds of joy and gladness and to the voices. So he's basically saying, while you're living, tells Jeremiah, while you're living, mm-hmm. I'm going to destroy all of these people. And you will no longer be able to eat with them anyway, because they won't be there. 
you you won't have time or be able to mourn all of them because they're all going to die. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be in the streets, food for animals. Right. You know, so, and you don't want to bring children into this, obviously. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the intent is here. Uh, to, I, I mean, obviously he wants to isolate him. Yeah. But I'm not sure if it's to protect him from that and keep him away from the sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep him from forming relationships with people. I don't know if it's for that or if it's because he just wants the people to see Jeremiah as different. Right. And as something more holy. Right. Kind of like kind of like how in uh, Catholicism, priests aren't allowed to marry. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of different reasons for that. Um, one is because... Catholics, they move priests around and they also house priests. So it's not like some other religions where the pastors and the, and the preachers have their own home, they pay for their own shit and then they go and they also run the church. Right. Right. But in Catholicism, the, the church pays for the priest's housing and, you know, they have a stipend for food. They're, um, they have to live a, in, in the Catholic church, they have to live a pretty meager life. Um, but it's, it's all taken care of by the church. Right. If the priests were to marry, which they used to be allowed to long ago, they were allowed to be married mm-hmm. when they were allowed to be married. Then the church also had to pay to house and feed the wife and all of the children that came from that marriage. And as you know, in the Catholic church, um, birth control of any kind is forbidden. Yeah. So then there would be all of these children and the wives that the Catholic church would also be responsible for. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's one of the reasons. Another reason is that the Catholic church wanted people to see the priests on another level, on a higher level than them as closer to God than them. So they had to be different from the regular people. Mm-hmm. So this could be part of that. Like, I, I feel like what he's doing with Jeremiah could be part of that. I'm not sure if it's to protect Jeremiah or if it's to give the people a different perspective on Jeremiah. I don't, I don't know why they would need a different perspective if God's just going to kill them all. I mean, I don't either, but it, I don't know. Maybe he wants them to, Maybe if they have a different perspective of him as being more holy and closer to God, then maybe they'll listen. I don't know. Instead of torturing Jeremiah. I mean, as we learned, we we learned either last time or the time before. I mean, it doesn't matter if they learn. Well, it. I mean, really, it doesn't. Not at this point. Um, And so Jeremiah, now where we've gotten through this, he can't get married. He can't mourn with the people and he can't feast with the people. Uh And then and then God also gives him the message that he needs to be preaching. Uh, okay. okay. When you tell these people all this and they ask you, why has the Lord decreed such a great disaster against us? What wrong have we done? What sin have we committed against the Lord, our God, which Holy fuck. It seems like at this time, by this time they would know because this fucking all we talk about. That's all that's here. 
Right. I, I mean, to ask at this point, like, we don't know what we did wrong. We no idea. Mother, motherfucker, do you see all these altars and share poles and shit? <laughs> like, that's what pissing them off. Yeah. So God tells Jeremiah, then say to them, it is because your ancestors forsook me, declares the Lord, and they followed other gods and served and worshiped them. They forsook me and did not keep my law. But you have behaved more wickedly than your ancestors. See how all of you are following the stubbornness of your evil hearts instead of obeying me? So I will throw you out of this land into a land neither you nor your ancestors have known, and they will, and there you will serve other gods day and night, for I will show you no favor. However, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when it will no longer be said, as surely as the Lord lives who brought the Israelites up out of Egypt. But it will be said, as surely as the Lord lives, who brought the Israelites up out of the land of the north and out of all the countries where he had banished them. For I will restore them to the land I gave their ancestors. So he tells them, basically, you're all going to get fucked up and you're all going to be banished from my land. Mm -hmm. But I will bring you back. And he kind of shifts... He kind of seems to shift the, the timing from what he did with the, with their ancestors and bring them up out of Egypt because, how, I mean, we've heard that over and over and over and over, right? Mm -hmm. And now he's saying people won't say that anymore because we're going to have this new exodus, essentially. We're going to have this new current time where I will bring you back from the north and from all the other lands where I banished you. I'll bring you back from there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but now I will send for many fishermen, declares the Lord, and they will catch them. After that, I will send for many hunters and they will hunt them down on every mountain and hill from the crevices of the rocks. My eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from me, nor is their sin concealed from my eyes. I will repay them double for their wickedness and their sin because they have defiled my land with the lifeless forms of their vile images and have filled my inheritance with their detestable idols. So God is really pissed off about all the pagan shit going on. Yes. Just saying. Very mad about pagan shit. And so Jeremiah says, Lord, my strength and my fortress, my refuge in time of distress to you, the nations will come from the ends of the earth and say, our ancestors possessed nothing but false gods, worthless idols that did them no good. Do people make their own gods? Yes, but they are not gods. Uh, and then God responds, therefore, I will teach them. This time I will teach them my power and might. They will know that my name is the Lord. Hmm. So this is what God tells Jeremiah to tell everybody. Right. All right. So all of this right now has been conversation between. So Jeremiah is, as we've already talked about, really frustrated, really kind of um, worried about continuing to spread this message. But he does it anyway. He conveys God's judgment. So he goes and he tells the people of Judah. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Judah's sin is engraved with an iron tool, inscribed with a flint point on the tablets of their hearts and on the horns of their altars. Even their children remember their altars and Asherah poles beside the spreading trees and on the high hills. My mountain in the land and you and your wealth and all your treasures I will give away as plunder together with your high places because of sin throughout your country. 
Through your own fault, you will lose the inheritance I gave you. I will enslave you to your enemies in a land you do not know, for you have kindled my anger, and it will burn forever. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought, and it never fails to bear fruit. Did did he just say that if y'all are so salty, I'm going to go and make you live in some salt pits? <laughs> I mean, I I guess kind of. <laughs> I'm gonna make y'all go and live somewhere where it's really salty. Y'all see what salty actually is. <laughs> yeah, they will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did say that. Um. So it. I feel like there's a lot of conflict here between I will show you no mercy mm-hmm. and the, the, that message, like it's too late for you. Right. But then the message blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted in the water. You never fail to bear, bear fruit. Right. So it's, it seems like a conflicting message to me. Yeah. And that is pretty conflicting because on the one hand, you're fucked. On another hand, obey the Lord. And I'll take but care am, of you. I, yeah, and I'll take care of you. But it's like, oh, am I am I still you told me that it was pointless for me to do shit before. Yeah. I said, okay now, can I start worshiping your dick now, please? And then also I'll destroy everything and kill them all, but mm-hmm. somehow I'll also bring a remnant back to, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's 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 a little to me it's a little confusing. Um He's got a little bit of that bipolar personality disorder or something like that you know he just keeps going back and forth back and forth yeah so jeremiah continues here the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure who can understand it and this is god talking mm-hmm. i the lord search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct according to what their deeds deserve i think this is a really interesting um a really interesting verse here I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this passage could be interpreted as if you are a good person and you conduct yourself in a way that is decent and you're, you know, you're good to other people, Mm -hmm. I will judge that your heart and your mind it doesn't say anything here about faith yeah i feel like this is one of those um cherry picking type things where you could definitely cherry pick out of the bible and prove that it's not so much about faith but about good works i mean you could say that you could use this you could use this as evidence for that but again it's conflicting in other places right so we don't really know um god god likes to keep you guessing he looks but, shaken up. But I think it's interesting because we've heard like um, the Pope has done, you know, interviews where he has talked about how God will examine you mm-hmm. and how your works matter, which is really big in Catholicism. It's not just faith, but works also. Um, 
but he's talked about, and this is definitely not Catholic doctrine or doctrine or dogma. They have not changed anything, but this is just the Pope's opinion um, where he's talked about, you know, people from other religions can go to heaven and even atheists could go to heaven mm-hmm. uh, from his perspective because of, I think because of verses like this. Um, so I think that's probably where he gets that opinion. I still think the Pope is totally full of shit. Oh yeah, definitely. But, but I just think this, that's where he gets some of the things, some of his opinions. Okay. Um, we're almost finished. Like a partridge that hatches eggs. It did not lay are those who gain riches by unjust means when their lives are half gone, their riches will desert them in the end. They will prove to be fools. So that's, that was Jeremiah's like his end cap on the God knows the heart section. Right. Um, and then this, this next part is going to be Jeremiah uh, talking to God, pleading to God. Oh, to end it all. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) A glorious throne exalted from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. Lord, you are the hope of Israel. All who forsake you will be put to shame. Those who turn away from you will be written in the dust because they have forsaken the Lord, the spring of living water. Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved for you are the one I praise. They keep saying to me, where is the word of the Lord? Let it now be fulfilled. I have not run away from being your shepherd. You know, I have not desired the day of despair. What passes on my lips is open before you. Do not be a terror to me. You are my refuge in the day of disaster. Let my persecutors be put to shame, but keep me from shame. Let them be terrified, but keep me from terror. Bring on the day of disaster. Destroy them with double destruction. So (laughs) Double destruction. destruction. Kind of like we talked about earlier, Jeremiah is saying all these things when it's prosperous and peaceful in the land. So people don't believe him. So he's saying... God, come the fuck on and bring it on. But also don't don't be shitty to me because I've done everything you've asked me to do. Yeah, I don't want you to double destroy me. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's all for today. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to continue in Jeremiah chapter 17. And we're going to talk about keeping the Sabbath holy and how important that is. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah visits a potter. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the potter provides a lesson to Jeremiah and, and talks to Jeremiah about his plans. And pots? I mean, maybe. Or what about just one really dank dime bag? What? A pot? No. like No. no. <laughs> maybe a pot full of pot. I don't think so. Could be. You don't don't, know. I don't think so. And then we're going to learn of a plot, a conspiracy against Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. And it's really going to piss Jeremiah off. Right? Of course. Mm -hmm. And Jeremiah also conveys a message from God to Topheth. And he's going to explain the meaning of a broken jar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It means gravity, bitch. (laughs) And we know Jeremiah has been prophesying for a long time, and he again predicts disaster. Uh, He's he suffers because of that. And we're going to talk about that. Um, He's also going to pass along a judgment against Pashur. Mm -hmm. And Jeremiah is going to pity himself a little bit more and feel a little more betrayed. But he's still going to praise God. 
Of course. Because mm-hmm. his faith is strong. And after next week, we're going to take a break from Jeremiah's um, prophecy, from, from the book of Jeremiah. We're going to take a break for a couple of weeks from Jeremiah to learn about the effect that Jeremiah's preaching is having on the people of Judah and Israel. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see that effect. Yeah. <laughs> All right, heathens. Well, all right, heathens. Well, uh, I hope that you'll come back next week and learn more about Jeremiah. And I guess we'll see you guys then. And the potter. Oh, the potter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The potter with the pot. All right, heathens. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.